2: no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details
0: Christopher Media let's make some noise from AsthmaCore Studios near Detroit, Michigan oh, man. it's the Weedsman Podcast
3: I have no idea what's going on and now you have
0: smoked yourself,
4: retarded here are the Weedsman
3: you wanna get hot?
4: uh, yeah sure let's why not it's number
1: 288 i'm chris i'm Aaron. and it's uh what it's mid-january what happens around this time um I football mlk football day wraps up oh yeah some people get a day off uh, uh, Do you uh, get
4: a day off. i've learned in the last two years to just say mlk day watch too many people get fired on tv oh for, for mispronouncing oh should i bring up some clips
1: over Mr. Because I'm not saying it. <clears throat> what? I'm not getting us canceled. I don't. As opposed to what would they say? His whole name? You saying it's the safe route is to abbreviate it to MLK. Yes. What do they call him? Martin Luther Vandross. He wishes. He wishes. Mike
0: and Mike in the morning on ESPN Radio talking football with you on this Martin Luther King Jr. holiday
1: so glad you chose me to start your day your week i skipped it (laughs) is that that's 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 just your browser like (laughs) stuttering what the fuck was that you never know these days if somebody's fucking around or your browser's fucking up
4: a bunch of people got fired in the last two years for mispronouncing martin luther king saying martin luther coon king like just it, like
1: saying it accidentally they dropped a coon in the middle of it yeah like, like they <laughs> how do you ex <laughs> i <laughs> like this
4: guy would if if oh, let me oh.
0: Mike and Mike in the morning on ESPN Radio talking football
4: with you on this Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. Okay. So glad you chose me to start your day and your week. <laughs> several people Several people have, have done that and gotten fired in the last couple years. So it's a really long way How is to, it? to explain to you that I've just learned to say we're going to MLK from here on out. If there's yeah. a microphone in front of me, especially tomorrow, I'm to be on the radio tomorrow, MLK. Done. And that's appropriate. Not, not being disrespectful. I'm abbreviating. Right. Not diminishing the man's legacy. I'm just abbreviating his name because everyone's crazy now.
1: What about milk? Can we call it Milk Day? That's what my ex used to call it. Oh. She's like, I got Milk Day off. Let's go hit the mall. That sounds vaguely racist.
4: It sounds like you're whitewashing it, homogenized. Did there? Cause milk.
1: Now i now I've planted the seed in your brain. You're gonna say milk? Great! So I just cancel myself? So <laughs> aren't they wrapping up football? Yes. Not the, uh, Are we gonna get some kind of Super Bowl?
4: Yeah, Super Bowl is in a couple of weeks.
1: So why are they still talking about baseball then?
4: Oh, because a lot of people got caught cheating in baseball,
1: I, and they're dealing, they're handing out the punishments. Weren't they done? They haven't. They wrapped up the baseball season. Oh, baseball's yeah, baseball's been over for since October. So why now are they? They discovered all this in the offseason, that a team was cheating. Right. So I had heard that they, it was the Houston Astros, right? Yes. And they were banging trash cans at, at, to a certain code. A certain number of bangs would mean a certain type of ball was being thrown because they were decoding the other team's yes. signals, right? How did nobody figure this out before?
4: Well, a lot of people, uh, the thing is, is a lot of people apparently do this. Bang on trash cans. Well, it's, it's, it's stealing the other team's signs, figuring yes. out what the, what the pitcher's well, going to be throwing. That's
1: my understanding, though, is that if you figure out... The the difference here, I think, is the actual communication with the guy at bat, right? Yes, correct. It's legal to steal the code. It's not legal to transmit code to your batter. Yes. So how do you not put... like You would think that the the pitcher or the the opposing teams uh whoever's sending the signals to the pitcher would figure this out like every time i throw a, a fastball these guys are banging three times like
4: well because no, they can't hear that shit they couldn't hear that shit
1: really yeah so it was only from the dugout to the Yeah, it was, where, it was where it
4: was where it was somewhere where the people in the dugout could only
1: hear it so the audience wouldn't have heard this noise oh yeah i mean it's just part of the calamity i get you
4: well, the 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 rub is too is that year that they the that team
1: won that year. So, is this there must be something specifically against this activity though, like because they figure out loopholes like this in sport well, I think all the time. What you said is, is and they either write it into the rules or they write it out of the rules.
4: Well, I think you hit it on the head. I think the the rub with it is that the 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 new dynamic to this is the communicating with the batter.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Does that make a lot of sense? If you are allowed to communicate with your pitcher, and why shouldn't you be able to do the same thing with your batters? Although, how fun would the sport be if every guy knew what was coming? Yeah, then it just turns into a skills contest. Well, it's not. Just it turns doesn't. A batting practice. It's a different type of skill, right? You are focusing instead on probably just how you are connecting with the ball, rather than your skills of watching the ball and seeing where where and if it's going to break. Right. You're no longer relying on that skill now. But then, isn't this what's interesting about sports rules is that it always has to like level up. So that doesn't necessarily mean that you know what's coming. Now there's going to be fake out signals coming from the opposing uh, dugout. Mm -hmm. They're going to find ways around that. I mean, it's like code breaking with anything. Like, you hear the stories about World War II. Yeah, and just, and just, just because your code got broken doesn't mean it's completely useless it's a, anymore, right? So now you have once... If you can... That period between your code getting broken and you plausibly not knowing that your code was broken mm-hmm. allows you to now have a disinformation campaign. Well, to, uh, just to... Because again, they rub too, is because competition's involved.
4: you know. And there's this honor in the game as well that they are breaching by doing this.
1: I guess... I see it a bit more as innovation, but if they 're breaking specific rules, then i can 't really take exception to how they're being treated, which is i mean doesn't what's what's the worst that could happen to a team you know they 're not going to cancel a whole team like the somebody at the top oh they've already like, yeah they've been
4: they, the, <coughs> they put a deal in place to where and this is all allegedly or maybe it 's not allegedly, but it seems so far only management heads have been rolling. They said, all players, you get immunity
1: if you tell us what if you talk. But, I mean, this is the Moneyball team, right? This is the, the team that put a team together by the numbers and no, proved that... that was Oakland.
4: Well, I mean, there's,
1: there's an element of Moneyball in all management now, really. I thought the Astros was the template for that. that no,
4: the, story. The, the Oakland A's were. Oh, okay. Oh, but, but what's funny, though, is the season that they're accused of doing this, they just dominated they were just they, they were the best team in the league all year, and—and and now we know why.
1: Right. It was—they were doing this code the whole throughout the whole season. Mm-hmm. Somebody like would have had to have ratted them out. Somebody did. Yeah. So Dr. Oz wants to cancel breakfast. What? Why? I agree with him. Does he hate the food? Do you have breakfast every day?
4: Uh when i travel yes
1: when you travel because it's free oh okay (laughs) and also you have time to just sit around and be in a food coma right
4: not being a food but not so much it's more of like it's i'm more of a two meal a day person is more what i am yes if i eat breakfast i'm not eating lunch
1: yes that and dr oz is talking about having you know a breakfast every day you know starting Mm -hmm. your day off with a full stomach and i don't think a lot of people do that anymore and it's all part of this food pyramid scheme right, right. <laughs> the food pir- the food ponzi scheme yeah
4: <laughs> yeah cuz like well when i'm when i don't travel i generally don't eat like i wake up i get ready for work i'm out the door with a cup of coffee mm-hmm. you know and i'll have a cup of coffee and then i'll eat uh my first meal of the day will generally be lunch now I might grab a couple of pieces of candy out of the candy drawer at work, or go to like, you know, the the convenience store that is our lunchroom at our building, and maybe grab like something there, like maybe around like late morning. But yeah, I'm not a
1: yeah, right. I and I don't think he's saying cancel breakfast foods. Breakfast foods are great—pancakes, bacon, yeah. omelets. But that's the thing. I'm with you. Bacon is delicious. It's about two meals. Mm-hmm. If I. On the weekends, we have breakfast at my place, me and my kids. Big breakfast. And it's usually served somewhere around 10 to 11 o'clock. Like late in the morning. Yeah. We were lunch. up. Yeah. And it's a big meal and there's a, maybe a, we have snacks in between, but that's it. And then there's dinner, right? There's no lunch when you eat a breakfast that big that late. Motherfucker! Oh, Are you yelling at the joint? <laughs> Or Dr. Oz for canceling breakfast. So I, I shouldn't should make my lady a drop. Is it because you had some simple carbohydrate like a potato chip or french fries at 10 at night means your body's insulin is all whacked up. By the next morning, that withdrawal is happening. You're starving like a drug addict. You've got to get your meds.
4: I am trying this new thing, although I failed last night. Because uh, uh, wife's gone. I'm trying to not eat past like 6 or 7 o'clock.
1: Yeah because getting old because you're not what are you doing after that point nothing you're not yeah you're metabolizing possibly even less than at the time when you're sleeping i'm
4: just trying to make dinner be it for the day i guess is what i'm trying to do
1: at least when you're sleeping you somehow sweat or something and your brain seems to be doing a lot of things (laughs) but a lot of that time is just like yeah just uh what's the word just disconnecting just uh what decompressing What do they call it now? Uh, I call it winding down. Winding down. Living it down. Turning portions of your brain off. A soft uh, booting. uh, No, I don't know where I'm going with any
4: of this. I think for me it's just your (laughs) your body's... I'm winding down. This whole conversation is winding down. (laughs) Is my body's metabolization schedule? Is that a thing? Because sure, yeah. I'm working like long-ass days, but still, I'm, yes, still I'm trying to make sure that I'm not eating past like six or seven. You're
1: burning the proverbial candle at both ends. Yeah, it might be paying off soon. At three ends, if you want to put a fire. That's, that, that's
4: true, actually, yeah. <laughs> I've created a third end. <laughs> yeah.
1: Is Tulsi Gabbard still in the, in the race? Or did know. she drop out? I should,
4: uh, should I, I'm going to Des Moines next week I'll let you know, last time I saw any Tulsi signs They were all in Des Moines
1: Oh, Forbes, yeah, as of today's reporting answers, uh, A 2020 presidential candidate But I, I bring it up because there's been So a lot of the Democrats have their Stance on cannabis But most of it is very positive uh, Bernie has been coming out Stronger and stronger for Not only uh, legalization But um, uh, what's the word for it? For- free criminalization? No, uh, forgiving the crimes. Oh, uh, uh, Expunging records and yes. whatnot.
4: Expungement.
1: Yes. Tulsi Gabbard's one-upping them, though. Oh. Was she going to give us weed? She's sto- well, uh, no. Okay. <laughs> doesn't get that good. The free dividend only with weed? I'm sure Fox News is already reporting that you know Bernie's going to have everyone on government weed. <laughs> it
4: would be awful. We've, we've gone over this. Yeah, the government yeah. weed would be terrible. <laughs> we don't all want the government moldy weed. moldy and shit. Because when we were younger, we were like, oh, the government weed's probably great. Now that we're older, we're like, no, it'd be terrible. be all brown. It probably wouldn't even be weed.
1: Right, because you're thinking it's, it, it's growing in like some super high-tech hydroponic system at Area 51. Yeah. Now, and it's like they're, you know, they figured out how to grow the perfect plants. Like, now that we're older, no.
4: and we've been to like the Social Security Administration. We've been to places like the DMV. Yeah. We'd be, we're lucky if it's weed for starters.
1: Oh yeah, okay. when we last time I had to go to court for reasons we won't get into, but it was in Detroit, and I guess this was a temporary location. But this place was an old ass like '50s school, and nothing had changed since the '50s. <laughs> the woman, our uh, uh, what do they call the the publicly appointed defender? That we talked to, she wouldn't take the elevator. She's like, "You could take the elevator. I'm going to take the stairs." She said, "Oh, damn!" She gave me this she... the verbal nod off the elevator, like the uh, woman at the dispensary for you said, "No." Oh, she's like, "Hey man, you should doesn't... really get this strain."
4: She's like, "You take the elevator. I'm taking the stairs."
1: I'm yeah. like, "Oh, person who works here every day is taking the stairs." Yes. I'm taking the stairs. Noted. <laughs> but yes, I uh, no. So what? What's Tulsi Gabbard saying? She says, legalize and regulate narcotics so that you're no longer seeing tainted drugs on the street. Oh, yeah, you're and, right. She is. And involvement in the black market. She's going full Netherlands. She's going, like, full libertarian. Yeah. Uh, going on to say, the cost and the consequence to this failed war on drugs is so vast and far-reaching. So, yeah, we agree there. Socially and fiscally, absolutely. That if we take these necessary steps, we'll be able to solve a lot of problems that we're dealing with in this country.
4: And she mm. challenged some dude to a push-up contest the other day and whooped his ass.
1: Yep. Did you see <laughs> that? <laughs> I heard about it. I didn't see it. But no, I've seen her.
4: Well, she's in the military.
1: She's posted she's her workout the videos. Yeah.
4: She, that's all I have to say. She's in the military. Well, yes. If, this, if the guy that challenged her was not in the military, absolutely she whooped his ass.
1: Yeah. But you know what? I don't think America's ready for a female president that can whoop your ass. It's a true story. Now, I know it's controversial to say that. And that's the thing about the, the controversy, uh, Bernie and Warren controversy, or did Bernie say it or not? Whether pre- He wasn't talking about who he'd vote for. He's talking about who other people would vote for, and he's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> right? We can't talk about what other people we know historically will or won't vote for when we consider presidential candidates. All right. No, we can't be honest
4: anymore. No. We have to say we want honesty, but when it's in our face, we send it away.
1: And to that point, I mean, this is why this is a story and maybe why she's saying this, so she can actually get a little bit of press time because... uh,
4: Hey, what's the press time?
1: This is a story because... Do you debate a bikini top? It's the same thing with Marianne Wilson. Or, is that her name? The, the lady, they always talk about crystals well, she, and shit like the that. The dark force, the dark psychic force lady. It's yeah. not Wilson. I call her Wilson. Williamson. Williamson, thank she, you. She
4: ended the, I think, last week, she officially ended her campaign.
1: Yeah. I heard a, uh, she was on Penn Sunday School. They had her on for a full oh, hour. Oh, boy. She's not a kook. Really? She's not a kook. I mean, unless she played a kook for an hour convincingly, which is possible. But this is Penn Sunday School. This is libertarian, atheist, like, stay whatever comes to your mind on this That's podcast. That's what I'm saying. Like, no judgment. So I went, oh boy. If you've got, like, a free and open reign to talk about the wackiest shit that you want to, this is equivalent. If you're not familiar with this show, this would be an equivalent of, uh, what's the MMA guy that has the big podcast that, and does, the, like, uh, acid and, and DMT and shit. Oh, Joe Rogan? Mm-hmm. Joe Rogan. This is the equivalent of going on Joe Rogan show, right? People go on Joe Rogan show, they can talk about whatever the fuck they want. The crazy shit, they're not gonna out crazy Joe Rogan. You're not gonna out crazy Pen Gillette. She was very sane, she was very smart. She made a lot of sense. She didn't talk about Crystal. She talked about actually all the stories that people have talked about her, about whatever it was. It was all, it was all centered around painting her like she was fucking Stevie Nicks. She's the crazy hippie chick. Right? Don't give her the nuclear codes because she's going to look at her astrology chart to tell her whether she should push the button or not. And that was all propagated by the DNC. This wasn't the Republicans going after. So anyway, totally got off on a rant. What we were talking about Tulsi Galbert and part of why that's what I'm saying is she gets she doesn't really have a lot of cards to play left other than be more radical than the next person. And if you're not if you don't want to out Out liberal somebody right? She's going for more of the centrist. Mm -hmm. Then you just got to dig deeper into that left side of libertarianism, which isn't a deep trench, and it's not going to get you elected. No. (laughs) But I see, and I I appreciate. Maybe she honestly believes that, and I, I, I then appreciate her candor because I think it's a situation. I think it's a position that if. If you got a pol- any average politician, if you got them in a room and made sure that it wasn't bugged and assured them that nothing they said was leaving that place, they would go, absolutely, we should legalize all this shit. Prostitution, drugs, you know, all this shit that, that we try and control, like we try and pretend like we have control over it. And it's just, it's a losing battle, but you can't get elected on that kind of stuff. No, you can't tell the truth. Think what you want about Tulsa Gabbard. I'm, Kind of neutral on her Mostly because not only does she not Probably not have much of a chance But whether it's knowingly or not There seems to be a definite uh, Well you know She's a Russian agent anyway I was going to say it is the Russian <laughs> thing right And it doesn't she doesn't have to be a Russian agent It's just the fact that Russia Sees something in her that they like So I'm kind of wary of that Have a do her debate in a bikini top <laughs> She's in the army still got the military body You're saying you're saying we're going to see Tulsi's abs before she drops
4: out. How far are we in American politics from adding a swimsuit round? Two, three election cycles.
1: It's going to get down to like five of them. Once once it's going to
4: just turn into America. To American Idol just turns into American president.
1: Final debate before they actually have the, the final Democratic side debate. Right, this is what it's going to be. Five of them at a podium. Chris Matthews comes out with four spears, tosses them in the center, and they all charge <laughs> forward. <laughs> and there's no rules.
4: <laughs> last person standing was. <laughs> yes.
1: And it's Tulsi Gabbard on top of a pile of bodies.
4: <laughs> By the 15th debate, we're out of ideas. <laughs> yeah. Survivor president.
1: So an update on the uh, vaping situation. Another one? Well, the, the CDC has amended their stance on the, the crisis. Oh? And in their recommendation of what to avoid, it specifically points to THC-related products. It is no longer saying that people should refrain from the use of any type of e-cigarette or vaping product, that they are focusing on the THC-containing products. <laughs> and we're both sitting here going, no shit! You know, many, hey, this is relatively fast for the government. You got to give them props. You know? you
4: know, how many family members I've had are like, "Oh my God, are you okay?" Yes, I'm fine. What flavor is that?
1: It, it it's delicious, is what it is. Yes, right. I'm fine. My doctor said I have popcorn lung, when I told him, "Who doesn't like popcorn?"
4: Yeah. <laughs> and you know what, CDC? I live in Michigan, where
1: my vape card is tested, so I'm all good on that as well. Mm-hmm. And they're specifically looking at the, uh, the vitamin E acetate. Yeah. So. Cause they pulled them at Thanksgiving to make look, them all
4: retest them for
1: that shit. When they, when a part, of, when a part of the government acts sanely on an issue like that, give them some credit. Break off a little love for the CDC. Why don't you? Like I said, this is relatively fast response time. I mean, in the day, in, in this day, in this day and age, right? <laughs> of social media. It's always too late to get to the truth. The truth is whatever was first and flashiest. Yeah. So vape kills makes sense. Let's roll with it. Yeah, they can't. We're not on unringing the panic bell. And do you? There's no world where you would want your government to respond on a like hour by hour basis following Twitter and deciding what to do from there. Oh God, no. Right? You don't want them to be reactionary. So there has to be a period of let's study this. Let's break down what's happening and let's not release information until we're very sure of it in order to not cause a panic. These are all things that CDC has to do, and I would assume that it is one of the better functioning in general parts of the government in just that we never have to talk about it. It just works, right? Yeah. Government is only interference in our life when it's working against our interest, or at least we believe so. Otherwise, when it's doing its job correctly, we don't even notice. And by the fact that we're not, you know, we're not dying of crazy diseases, not whatever. Whatever it is the CDC does, they're they're (laughs) doing it right. Yes, they're working. We're alive. They're doing it and
4: they're doing it well.
1: (laughs) The Weedsman Podcast.
0: ChristopherMedia.net.
3: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions
2: 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
1: Doing it and doing it and doing it well. Yeah. Like the like, local like J. J said. Those. Like Todd Smith. And those are words to live by. That was. I'm trying to think. That was kind of on the press. Was, I was. I'm wondering. I can't remember if I had that on cassette or CD. What would it have been? Yes. What are the odds? That, that was in that time. That was it was in probably in that overlap where it was like. Or been both. Yeah. And you would have owned both because the. You would probably have a CD player in your home, but a tape player in your car, because early versions of CD players didn't have the multi-sampling technology to uh, basically have a buffer.
4: Like the so '90s were definitely
1: you. Could, it was both, because you can skip a CD. It's just not. It's not uh, likely these days because there's like a five-second buffer that it keeps. So if it does skip, it just pulls from the buffer. Yeah until it catches up again. So you never hear that skip. But before that technology, you couldn't put them in in cars because it would just constantly be like, oh, Oh. yeah.
4: It's annoying as fuck. You have to get your CD players with skip
1: protection, shock protection. Yeah, but even the shock protection never really worked. You're talking about a laser reading ones and zeros off of a semi-reflective surface or something like that? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. You have to. There's no other way other than. I don't know how it works, but I think it just actually spins faster than it needs to. Just reads data and puts everything into a buffer. That's what you eventually have in your in your car systems that were skip proof. No <laughs> apparently the cassettes are making a comeback.
4: Why? Well, I get uh, now from a, from from a making music. Aspect, I get why tape would make a comeback. Tape sounds much better than digital.
1: Oh, yeah, you're talking about for recording, aspect. yeah.
4: But as far as listening, no. Oh, oh. yeah, as far as the why playback, why would you want to hiss? What'd you want to mm-hmm. add in? Why would you want to add in background noise
1: on purpose? Well, that's kind of what you're doing with tape, too, though.
4: Yeah, you know. but in post production, you can take that out,
1: yeah, right. That's a <laughs> who knows, like the process that music goes through these days is just all over the place, but. There is a lot of recording to tape and then putting it into Pro Tools and then using tools to shape that and take out a lot of those hissy noises that you well, which, don't want it. I'm fine with that. Right. It, I get, it all works, I guess, but it's just kind of ironic. I'm that, fine like, with
4: analog recording, but digital editing.
1: It's like... Digital wa- editing is... It's like washing your dishes before you put them in the dishwasher. Anyone
4: who's ever... Did you ever, ever have to use any... Did you ever have to edit with tape with the razor blade? No. I had to yeah. do it at Specs Howard. Right. I, 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 like I said, I'm fine with analog recording and digital editing. I shouldn't
1: say no completely. Fuck that, fuck that razor blade shit. I have taken cassettes of music that I wanted to repair and, and tape them back together. Rich,
4: <laughs> Rich once upon a time knew how to do that shit, too. Yeah. Fuck so, that shit.
1: So I've done that shit that I've done some, like I guess you would call it. you got to uh, mark the tape.
4: And then, oh, goddamn. Fuck ger- that.
1: Would do guerrilla editing. Yeah. <laughs> But that That period right between the the starting the the long die off of the cassette and the rise of the CD was also the start of the disruption of how we listen to music. It was because also at the same time
4: the the, the rise of the CD also brought us uh,
1: track selection, like instant track selection yeah,
4: like I don't want to hear this and
1: random yeah, right, and programming you could just end. Not to mention what came soon after that—the ability to burn your own. So now you're just making mega mixes of mm-hmm. like, here's all my big guy. Uh, it was all break out streaming, right? Because at the beginning of at the beginning of streaming, you had a relatively large file size because you didn't have the same types of uh, good compression for MP3 files, and you also had slow upload and download speeds. So are you going to spend all day trying to get you know Boys to Men downloaded? Or are you just gonna grab on wounded knee and you mean bended knee? Is it wounded knee like a <laughs> yeah. battle? Sorry. That's what we used to call that song. No, too, I remember
4: like back in the day, like I remember before Unwounded I'd go to knee. work, I'd I'd queue up like a couple CDs to download and hopefully they'd be done yeah. by the time I got back from work eight hours
1: later. oh. It's a statute of limitations on piracy. Oh no. <laughs> no, we all did it. Oh God. Everybody you know, here is the thing, though. It wasn't. I was still. I would buy music. I was spending so much money on music. Mm-hmm. I would use it to find demos of stuff that you couldn't get released. This was stuff that previously you would go to the independent store, and they would be like twenty-five, thirty dollars for you know somebody recorded off the board somebody's performance at a radio station, and put that together with some yeah. live footage. And you know, you pay more for it than you would the actual album, but you. You'd want to hear it and you're like, fuck, yeah. So this is basically replacing that, which to me is just piracy by taking out a middleman that's making a buttload of cash off of it. It's still piracy in the end, but it's, we weren't actually like lifting all the albums that we wanted to hear. The stuff that we really wanted to hear, we went out and bought.
4: Yeah. At that time, yeah. When that started, yeah, it's exactly what I was doing too. I was doing getting the hard to get stuff. I was getting like,
1: yeah, Jeff Buckley unreleased stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, live pixies.
4: Now then, 10 years later, when LimeWire showed up, it, it was totally just about digitizing what I already had. It turned into, fuck you, I already gave you my $20. That's what <laughs> that's that's what was a that's large what turned into when LimeWire showed up.
1: There was a large portion of my, I had a heavily amount invested in cassettes and vinyl, but I also had an iPod. Yeah. And I wanted to, I was like, this is great. I want to listen to everything through this. Am I mm-hmm. going to sit down and record each track? from the vinyl edit it you know chop it up and title it or can i just download it i already own it i Mm -hmm. bought the album now i did do that one time when me and a whole bunch of these
4: uh guys that were in a band lived in a house together we and it was like 2007 or something like that and one buddy for some reason he got a credit card and he bought it his choice. He bought a computer, you know, yeah. and had a huge hard drive, and we all just had crazy huge CD collections. So it was just one weekend. I just said, "Put all your, everyone, put your CD books on the kitchen table," and I just sat there, you just ripped for everything a f- whole fucking weekend, yeah. and I just ripped everybody's CDs into the computer. And then we had the ultimate music collection until a flood, like five years later, at somebody's yeah. house, and that hard drive is dead now. Well, but- now, well, now we all have a streaming subscription, so who the fuck cares?
1: But you know, cassettes were supposed to be the death of the music industry kill. when they came out, right?
4: Well, trust well, me, that's the thing I've been realizing getting back into radio here, is is having the realization of like, oh, everything's supposed to have been killing everything. Yeah. Everything's supposed to have been killing
1: everything. And the only thing that ultimately kills media is people stop paying attention to it altogether. Yeah. right. As long as people, there's not, you might suffer, you might lose audience, mm-hmm. but as a, you know radio as a as a medium is not going to go away because people yeah. still have radios everywhere. Yeah. Well it's still going to be free too. That's going to be the thing that's still Yeah, yeah but cassettes that's where the thing like oh people are, are can now just easily dub. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah and that was gonna kill the that was going to kill the music industry. And we all
1: did that. Yeah. Back in the day. So you know somebody got the new Iron Maiden and you bought you would go and get your friend, you get on your bike and you'd ride over to his place grab the Iron Maiden cassette, take it over to your other buddy who had the nice Dolby Mm -hmm. dual cassette deck so you didn't have to patch up a bunch of shit. And he could rip it off and it would do it in like double time too, right?
4: Oh, yeah, the guys who had the high-speed dubbing?
1: Yeah, high-speed dubbing, man. Which you actually suffer a little bit in noise quality. uh, Not noise quality. Your noise floor raises a little bit when you do that. but, Mm -hmm. But what the fuck? All you had to do was buy that Max L, you know? Yep. And then it was the math. The t- cassettes taught us about math. Oh, for sure. And fractions. Fractions. And, and divvying up time. Because you were like, all right, I get a 90-minute, so that's 45 a side. So your average, you could fit an album on each side, right? No, the way to do it is you got the 180s, man. The 180s.
4: That's three hours, man.
1: Right, but then how do you break that up? Then you Unless you're going to go like, oh, I've got three Pixies get, albums that I want well, to string saying. together. Actually, you could, that you could you fit could all like, on 60 Minutes. Well, what you, yeah, you could
4: get like an album or two on one side of a three-hour. You, right.
1: you could get three to four albums on a three-hour cassette. Or you get like one album, the first half of a next album, the second half on the other side. Yeah. And the third. Well, I'm saying t- on total... Yeah, I don't like that.
4: Total... St- that's how, but that's how I, because I, cause I, this is the I walked to school, I had a paper route, so I, I had a lot of, yeah.
1: I had a lot of headphone time. And cassettes were making us think about planning out time linearly, right? You can't shuffle that cassette. You want to put a bunch of music on it, but you can't just like, the best you had was auto skip. If you had uh, a, a cassette oh, deck. Oh, my rich friends had would, the auto skip. That would yeah. n- look for pauses, breaks in the music, yep. and it would stop at them. And so you could just skip to the next yeah, track. Those are that was are my rich That was pretty hot, but you're still not going to. Well, I don't know. You you were listening. You're planning it out, so you're going to listen to this all together, all in one stretch. Yeah. So the mixtape's dead, right? It's now a playlist. Do, you think, do dudes well, still well, no, like? No, I think that's hey, part of why, why the same cassettes are coming back.
4: Do do dudes ch- do you know in middle school? Do you still hey I made you a playlist? Is that a thing now?
1: I that's well, the, I bet you that's part of it
4: too. Or in high school. Which I still did I made a playlist
1: Right Um, I I made a lot of I made
4: mixtapes like a motherfucker And that mixtapes
1: made for me And then when CDs You know the ability to uh, burn Mm -hmm. your own CDs I made plenty of those too Yeah So now is it just like He he (laughs) organize you a playlist Um. Probably and then you just share
4: with them right You know you make sure that your crush is on Spotify And then you share a playlist with them Here I made this for you Yeah But how do you attach a teddy bear and a balloon to
1: a playlist (laughs) Part of the the giving for, of the cassette was. Is there a spy cam in the teddy bear now? I would always make my own J cards for it. Write out all the in, song info. Cut some shit out of a magazine or get some weird paper or something. I've even oh, gone so far did. as to decorate the the case, the tape itself. Yeah, that was because that was how you personalized. Yeah, was the card. Yeah, that's the bigger thing that you're missing from the playlist. Like putting together a Spotify playlist. Probably takes you less time than it takes to listen to one of the songs. Right. you just like, click, drag, click, drag, yeah. click, drag, click, drag. Back in the day, you had to actually record in real time. Read the read today some
4: time and effort went
1: into making a mixtape for somebody. Even burning a yeah. CD. And hitting the the pause on the record right at the right time. Yeah. Because you couldn't, unless you actually had some kind of mixing technology. There was an art to it. You had dubbing, but you couldn't, like, fade from one to the other. most of us had dual cassette deck. That's all we had. Right. So you had to pause it and leave that right amount of gap. And if you didn't hit it right away, then you wanted to back up and find that spot again. Did any of your mixtapes ever have this song on it?
4: Oh, gosh. No. Me neither. (laughs) This just seems, though, so like, for just our age group. This seems like this was probably just
1: heavy mixtape material. Well, yeah, I mean, the amount of bad mixtapes out there. Yeah. I, I, I can tell you it was on some of your mixtapes. because definitely on some of mine. Probably some cure. I don't know if it would have been this one. Here's the thing you make Cure mixtape from one of your friends? Unle- hey, I'm trying to get you into the cure. Uh, yeah. Here's the cure that you should start with. But even even then I wasn't I was too snobby to do that. Oh wow. If I'm going to put cure on the mixtape right. it's not going to be something that was then ever I'm, a single. Then, okay, then I know. I know I'm going to that. I'm going to go for a, an obscure B-side to show how just how hip I am. Only if the song the song would have to be especially poignant. Maybe some sort of in-joke between me and the receiver of the the mixtape, or I thought it had special meaning. If it was to, if it was actually a song that like charted, it or they made a video for, or something like that. See, it. A and used to play out this shit all the time. This would still be. Oh, this is wow! This is one of the you heard it on the radio. Hits. Yeah, oh, this is a hit. Yeah, this is a single it would be rare for me to put a single on wow. I'd go for a deep cut I'd want well it's a, a lot of this too is uh, I wasn't trying to introduce somebody to a world of music I was probably was usually dating somebody with musical tastes that were similar to my own so it was like hey we both like Sloan but have you heard this track This this song is an odd one, like I remember it not being a particular favorite of mine. I thought it was kind of an odd. I was like, "Oh, oh you could tell what part of the '80s this is from just by the drums." Well, they're doing a bit of this, like
4: this is '88, '89.
1: It's a little disco, it's a little funk, but we're doing this in '89. Yeah, totally. Like hot. I, well, this would be like '87, '88, maybe. This late eight, just the drums. Yeah.
4: This is this is Don was was in his heyday. Yeah
1: actually seeing the video for this made me kind of appreciate it a little bit more but this is one of the songs when I listen to this album now is a standout for me me. this song is fucking great Robert Smith is howling and whining at his (laughs) finest it's it's funky as fuck it's catchy it's a stupid song and that's fine like I know that Cure got a lot of uh, they got a lot of notice, certainly for like disintegration, which is a somber, fucking dark album. But since then and prior to that, they've done uh, such a wide variety of work, and some of it is just catchy, funny, silly rock songs, and that's they're not bad. What never enough was remember that one. So this is getting into like the early 90s When everyone's doing the big Heavy like drum loop type of production You know Everyone's doing the uh, Enigma beat Or Or the like uh, The Buffalo Stance beat Under their guitars And then yeah You get some of those like Nine inch nail style industrial type of guitar riffs Oh wow you never heard this one? No. I mean, it's kind of a dumb song, but I love it. This is a great driving song. I think this surprised you a- recommend this. as a single. What's that? Oh yeah, <laughs> this was the sing. This was a single, and in, in a pure fact of it, never got put on an album. There's a remix version on the Mixed Up, but yeah, honestly, I was so hip up my own ass, I probably would have wouldn't have even put Cure Cure's too mainstream. You know. Oh. Cure, fuck Cure, Catherine Wheel, bitch. Oh
4: oh okay. <laughs> Dude, you know number I, remember, I some I did something really into Catherine Wheel. Oh uh, yeah. I probably know a lot more Catherine Wheel than the average
1: person. I've been dipping back into some of that nineties. Um both the shoe gaze and the a little bit of the there's the shoegaze and there's the big kind of uh, Madchester scene production with the big beats, the techno influence from, uh, from the rave scene. So, and, the, and some of the bands that overlapped in that too, like Curve, that had a lot of the techno elements and a lot of the shoegaze guitar elements.
4: What I find too is this song right here, this is like their big hit single. This song is misleading. Because this song is not how they generally sound. But this was their big radio hit. Really, this was? Yeah. Wow. But you hear, like, if you're expecting them to sound like this, the rest of their catalog,
1: no. Yeah, I guess I'm more like first two albums with this band. Uh, they kind of lost me. There's some good stuff that happens after that, but it does go in this weird direction like this, where they they sound a little more like filter. They're like gay filter which is kind of the gay thing of it, pretty gay. <laughs> well,
4: to me, this seems like they came out with this. This song came out when grunge was like at its height. They were just trying to capitalize every That's band true, to make it yeah. sound like a grunge band. Yeah.
1: But yeah, I mean, I think the alternative stations were still playing more, uh, but black metallic and crank, and I want to touch you. Yeah. This is—I forget. This song's like seven minutes long. Huh? Yeah, it is the full version. It's a, bit, it's a bit much. But this is a really good album. This. Man,
4: I haven't heard this shit in like 20 years. Yeah. It's taking me back. <laughs> last time I heard it, I lived in Kalamazoo. Probably the last time I heard that song. My ex-girlfriend. She, she ended up getting uh, uh, doing some radio shows on the college radio station in Kalamazoo. And they got to feature an artist. And she did one on Catherine Wheel. And it was one of her favorite bands. I recorded over it. She was so pissed. Oh, no. You recorded over it. Well, she used one of my tapes for work, (laughs) and I needed a tape. We didn't last long after that. (laughs) The Weedsman Podcast.
0: ChristopherMedia.net.
2: With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
3: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Point or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss, and if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.
0: ChristopherMedia.net, the Weedsman Podcast.
1: So, cannabis. You know, weed. What's happening with the federal government during all this, uh, all the nonsense any of this cannabis stuff getting through slowly but surely it seems to be recently the, the health subcommittee of the u.s house committee on energy and commerce got together they had a great uh, time and everybody and, went home <laughs> yeah who knows what really happened man? i mean they discussed uh, the implications for what legalization would look like that's there are no there are no votes taken I guess that's the news. But I, They are talking about they, it. They spent three and a half hours in a room with each other, smelling each other's farts and eating bagels, and discussing what cannabis would look like and what their next step should be. According to CNN Business, provided windows into legislature's temperatures on cannabis legalization, and the actions undertaken to date by a trio of government agencies wielding significant influence on, over how cannabis is researched, possessed, and consumed. Are they gauging the interest? And I guess the... This is all in the name of uh, a program called Canvas Policies for the New Decade. I mean,
4: it's a start, right? It's a, it's a step in the right direction, the fact that they're getting in a room and going, all right, so let's say we actually did this. How could we do this? What would it look like? I guess yeah, it's got to happen at some point, right? I think it's encouraging that it's happening under a
1: Republican president, too yeah some like the c d c uh get, let's extend them a little bit of credit yeah they're wor- they're working on it I know they're really behind when it comes to this <laughs> issue, but then even those uh those states like our own in Michigan that have legalized it are some of us are still uh, it's, behind it's, it's
4: a mess over here it is people. a
1: mess isn't it it's
4: I'm glad I got my card. I might renew it again. I figured I heard, this was going to be the last card I'd have to renew. I probably might yeah. renew it one more time to give them another couple of years because I'm up in like October. I might do it one more time just to give them like let's give you another couple years to Whoop. figure out this wreck thing.
1: It was a news story this week that they finally they opened the first uh, the first legal dispensary for recreational on the west side of the state. Oh, where? I forget where. It's probably somewhere around Grand Rapids area, somewhere in there. But, yeah, can, can we get more than three dispensaries for the metro Detroit area, though? Yeah. That would be nice. And
4: for us, sir, Well, for me, they're like an hour away. For you, they're like, what, 40 or half hour? Yeah, probably. You are from, from Ann Arbor? Right,
1: but half hour away to buy stuff that's overpriced. Yeah. And then I... Comes out to, I believe they said $400 right. an ounce. is And that... Uh, I'm not going to say where I get mine from, but uh, I know where it comes from. Yeah. I know exactly where it comes from. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, why would I you know, pay more, get stuff that I don't know where it's coming from, be inconvenienced? And that's the thing, ultimately. It's only going to, once it's more of a convenience to go to the dispensary than to buy it from somebody you know. That's the only way it's going to change. You know, Illinois is a little bit uh, ahead of us. Well, except has, for me right now with the card, that convenience exists. Right. And they got off to a better start. The, with with millions and millions of dollars of sales on their opening weekend. Have they got more weed yet? No. That They're probably looking at a year before they are fully restocked for the retail cannabis market. Damn! Yeah. So... I don't know what that means for Michigan. And that's the thing. These Because everything's insular, everything's by state, right? All of these states are selling product that they're producing in their own state. There's no federal. We need there's, a federal standard. There's no legal traffic over the border. So you can't go. Oregon's got a, a, a surplus. You can't just ship to Illinois and Michigan. Well, you got to think. There's got to be a threshold
4: for the, the federal government's got to be. Maybe that's why this committee's meeting. There's got to be a threshold where they figure, we get to this threshold, there's no going back. Because we're already at one in five states, right? We're at 20% of the country is now at full recreational well, legalization.
1: Okay. You're getting ahead of me a little bit. and oh. We'll bounce around a little bit. I'll try and come, remind me to come back to Michigan, because the, one of the studies that I'm sure they're probably looking at in, the, uh, in Congress, when they're discussing this issue, in Oregon... They're noticing that certain dispensaries, businesses, up 420%, which is a funny number, and they could have just said 400%, and nobody would have questioned that number, but congratulations on the headline. Yeah. <laughs> 420% stronger in certain locations. Guess where those Oregonian locations of uh, legal dispensaries are? Near borders? On the border of Idaho. Oh, so shocking! That has to be a factor, First of all, here's why it gets the federal government's attention. Commerce over a border that the government isn't involved in? What what what? No, yeah. no, 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 that shall not happen. Man, daddy's got to get paid. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, they essentially Idahoans are uh, they found the loophole. What what a loophole? You get in your car and drive. Yeah. Well, I mean the they're technically they have to bring that back into their own state that doesn't have programs, so they are breaking the law. it's not a loophole. Yeah, but it's, it's, not, it's, they're, yeah, but it's they're, not
4: like they're going flagrant. from Mexico to no, Canada not. where
1: there's someone at the border going, "Hey, what are you doing?" Absolutely, they're purchasing it legally. Well, we would assume mostly, although I'm sure there's well, a lot I, of people on the to, borders who are just muling this shit. Where they,
4: well, I used to all the time. I for work, I used to go there, and in Spokane. I go back and forth between Spokane, Washington, and Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, all the time. Yep, like it's. There's a really? lot of,
1: yeah. And those places are increasing all over the place. All over the U.S. That's a, part yeah, of the great thing about... Yeah, can you dispensaries yeah. in Monroe? Are, the, the way that legalization has been allowed to sprout uh, across the nation, it's not like it's all coming from one place. It's not like California legalizes and then all the states around slowly succumb. Yeah. It's allowed to sprout up here and there and seep out. Mm-hmm. And yes, is it going to be a problem for neighboring states? Yeah, but it's only a problem because they are holding on to uh, something that's never going to be true again, right? The whole rest of the nation is going forward with legalization. Mm-hmm. It's the majority, no matter how you slice it. The, of all the things that we are divided about, it's not really marijuana anymore. Yeah. Yeah, we as the group have decided we like pot. And getting back to Michigan, though, actual, we have legalization in Michigan, but we just don't have anything to buy. So it's, like, meaningless. <laughs> and before we can even get this, the shells properly stocked, there's, of course, going to be... There's still a lot of people. They're not the majority, so obviously, but a lot of people who are against this. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And... The new anti-marijuana campaign that, uh, that popped up recently, well, I may not agree with their portrayal or their basic idea. Well, I guess I don't. It's not their basic idea that, because I don't think teens should smoke pot. That's it. I know that you know, you had. I haven't. Um, I don't think that it's like detrimental. You know, I don't think it ruins somebody's life. But is it a good idea? Am I going to recommend it? Absolutely not you got other shit going on. You should be figuring out other shit, not how to get high through, not how to smoke pot through an apple. Save that for college. College is fine for that. Now, is it going to happen? Yes. Yes, it's fine. Do you think it should happen? No. Does it ruin your life if it happens? Mm. I mean... Depends. I think in the cases where you see it actually ruining lives, you're talking about... Pot more as your proverbial gateway drug. Well, I think too, it's it's right? just alerting. Pot some as people. indicative of re- general rebellious behavior of seeking to, you know, just get drunk, uh, smoke pot, maybe do other things, well, get I think into it, other trouble. it's
4: Just alerting some people earlier on in their lives and others that they have poor impulse control.
1: Right. They've got a uh, their ad campaign, which the commercials are always great. This is our brain on drugs.
2: A new anti-marijuana ad campaign backed by the state of Michigan is drawing controversy tonight. Marijuana advocates are upset and feel the state is using scare tactics in the ads. Cocoa. Duh! Talked with Isn't that what? Tonight. Yeah, they're supposed. The whole point of the ad is to scare
1: you, you off. of ever a, seen a government
4: anti-drug well,
1: drug ad? Well, anti anything like look before you cross the street, don't smoke cigarettes, uh, don't get into a stranger's car. That's the whole idea: is let's scare these people into not doing dangerous behavior. But here we go. The actual ad. I'm you
0: in ten years. It's a newer state ad campaign. That's <laughs> big fat dude wearing the same clothes. Marijuana advocates.
1: Even if we could see this as a problem, we wouldn't be able to focus long enough to get out of the problem.
0: The ad is supposed to show what a teen would look like in ten years if they use marijuana consistently. But some people believe it sends a bad message about body image.
1: Why don't you just play the fucking commercial? <laughs> I thought it was just going to be the commercial. Oh because he's fat. Is that real? what this is about. Yeah, it just shows a normal looking dude watching he's getting high and watching TV on the couch and then the future self appears who's overweight and wearing the same clothes and being like we did this for 10 years.
0: But Schneider believes the ad should target...
1: I mean, I don't know. Plenty of people do that that, and just coast through their 20s and don't do shit anyway, regardless Uh, of smoking pot, right? And plenty of people also smoke pot and go to college and smoke pot and get real jobs. Yeah. And continue to smoke pot and be successful is just not the way to go about
0: doing it and it was done in very poor taste. Now Schneider and other advocates are calling for state leaders. I mean, I'm surprised that they weren't just mad because it was fat yes. shaming.
1: Like, oh, because you're overweight, you're unsuccessful.
0: And the ads are scheduled to run through April. Reporting live this evening, I'm Coco McAvoy. Local-
1: Coco Yay. McAvoy, that's a great name. McAvoy with a B. Oh, McAvoy? Oh, sh- shit. Coco McAvoy. That's like, if that name popped up on a movie, you'd be like, oh, come on. Yeah. All right. We're going to wrap up, huh? I, okay, one more, and then we're out. I'm going to start loading the outro. In Waukesha, Wisconsin, a 26-year-old man is accused of selling drugs that were mixed with his mother's ashes. He sold them, right? What? It's one thing to smoke your dead relatives, But to put it in with drugs and then sell it to other people? He has no explanation. (laughs) Investigators said they received a tip. This is according to WQAD, Channel 8 News. They received a tip about Schroeder and his girlfriend selling drugs out of their apartment. According to the criminal complaint, twice last week investors sent an informant to the apartment. My God, you're doing a sting on this guy. Like, what... (laughs) What is going on out in fucking Washka buttfuck, Wisconsin? Not much. to do a sting on this guy. What kind of drugs do they think that he, what, what kind of drugs could you mix up with your mother's ashes? I don't know. Some, some, some crazy shit. And that not, note, investigators said they found 70 grams of marijuana. Well, that's out. You're not going to put ashes in with marijuana and get cut marijuana with ashes. So almost three ounces of pod. A small amount of MDMA, so it doesn't probably wasn't some, even selling that. That was just for some him, e. his girl. Bongs and a drug scale. So so none of this adds up to, like, anything you could mix up ashes with and do anything with. According to the complaint, uh, Schroeder tried to explain the large amount of unknown powder and vegetable material located in the apartment, saying he mixed these substances for a variety of reasons. Oh, boy. He's... He said his mom died a little more than a year ago and according to the complaint, Schroeder indicates he took some of her ashes and mixed them with a variety of substances, which he ultimately ingested. Oh, so he didn't sell it. He was doing it himself. So this guy is just like this guy's like Perry Farrell, you know, just a freak, right? <laughs> or oh, he's, he's making some crazy shit and he came up with an elaborate he lie. Snorted at his, cop, he snorted his mother's ashes. Or it's ashes. an elaborate
4: lie and the cops bought it. Oh, yeah, it's my mom's ashes. It's crazy. Right. No, it's not Coke. That's my mom's ashes.
1: Complaint doesn't indicate if he mixed the cremated remains in any of the drugs he's accused of selling. Oh, so that's why you went with the headline, man tells police he mixes mom's cremated remains with mirror. Oh, no, wait. They say it in the the first line of it. A 26-year-old man is accused of selling drugs that were mixed with his mother's ashes. That's how they start off the story. Down in the middle of the story, they say, at no point in the complaint... Does it say that he admits to selling drugs that were mixed with his mother's ashes? You ever seen what was the movie that Perry Farrell did? You know, from uh, of course from Jane's Addiction, Porno for Pyros. He did the the gift. Have you seen that movie?
4: Sounds familiar. Not sure.
1: In this movie, he plays himself, and his girlfriend plays herself. And in the movie, the girlfriend. Fictionally, dies of a heroin overdose, and he spends the rest of the movie as like trying to figure out how to say goodbye to her, which involves hanging onto her body and laying a lot of flowers on it and then having sex with it. Ah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right.
3: It's,
1: it's a only per- movie appearance, huh? Harry Farrell made a movie about fucking his dead girlfriend. While she was still alive She played the
4: dead Uh,
3: girlfriend That's
1: probably one of the most Perry Farrell things you can do (laughs) Wow Like just when you Just when you thought that probably Imagine what it would be like Dating Perry Farrell first of all Like you have probably heard it all Right Perry Farrell's like you know what I want to do I want you to act like you're dead And she's like yeah okay it's a Tuesday No problem (laughs) Yeah Yeah, you're going to you're going to act like you overdosed, right? And you're dead, your heart stopped, and you're going to be laying on the bed and I'm going to fuck you. Yeah, okay. I can deal with that. First of all, it's easier job for me, right? What well, I don't have to do anything. Yeah, right. And then we can film it. All right. That's, you know, everyone likes filming that, you know. So he wants to fuck me like I'm like I'm a dead person and he wants to film it. And we're going to release it on VHS. <laughs> wait a minute and possible what? small movie theaters what oh yeah and play in like art house films and, uh, film theaters and stuff like that. that would be like all right finally <laughs> you've crossed the line yeah but apparently i think you know he managed to talk her into it or maybe it was her idea who knows It. I remember seeing Porno for Pirates. And I tell you the story about it uh, passed out at one of their shows? <laughs> yes. It was that fucking clown. They brought the clown out. That's it. And the clown started cutting his face. The clown takes off his makeup. That's it. They're, they're performing a song, and a clown comes out and sits down in a vanity on one side of the stage. And during the song, the clown takes his makeup mm-hmm. off. And halfway through the song, when they get to kind of the crescendo of the song, he's done taking his makeup off, and he starts then cutting his face, and all this fake blood is running down his face.
4: Is it for you? And
1: it was an outdoor venue, middle of summer, I was hot, I was sweaty, there was mosh pits, there was just a lot of activity, maybe a little bit of drugs, and I saw that, and just poof, out. <laughs> Wake up to some girl with dreadlocks Some white girl with dreadlocks Nursing me with a Diet Coke Wait what the fuck happened mm-hmm. I really like You know Jane's Addiction is great Great band mm-hmm. some, This porno for pyro shit stands up Though like it's, I think this is a better album than the shit that you did With Jane's Addiction Even this, when the, they got back together I mean, it's more out there, but you know, it's more interesting too. They take more chances. They're experimenting with different styles of music, and I kind of appreciate the fact that like he wanted to do something different, right? Not mm-hmm. a lot of guys, you know, their band kind of blows up on them, and then they go on with like, oh, I'm, no, I'm doing this new thing now, and you're like, yeah, doesn't kind of sound like the old thing <laughs> though. You're just trying to recreate the old thing, right? Or, like, why does Mick Jagger do a fucking solo album ever, right?
4: (laughs) Yeah. I guess because, well, in Mick Jagger's case, he he does a solo album with most of the people he's in the same band with. Right. It's not a solo album. It's like Keith, it's like a Stones album, and Keith took the album off. So you can't call it Rolling Stones. Yeah. But everyone but else, it's
1: Keith Richard, he's done solo stuff, but it it's a little bit different. It's a little more of older blues stuff. It does have kind of a different feel than what he does with the uh, the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Big big show today. If I was rambling a bit. I think. Well, some of this might get out of out. Who knows? Who knows? Action packed. Hey, we are on Twitter at the 420
4: on Instagram at the weson podcast Should probably activate our emails again huh We well, I switched over to the new website get on that tomorrow activate your emails well, all of our old email addresses are with the old server I didn't transfer them over to the new website the yeah. new company so well need social media if people want to get home. Oh man! Oh, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Spreaker—all of a sudden, Stitcher coming out of nowhere. Stitcher, all of a sudden, a significant source of downloads. Not arguing with it. Maybe they've changed the way they do things over there, or,
1: or maybe, yeah, maybe,
4: or uh... maybe we're just more popular than we've been. Who knows? Maybe, maybe low column A, low column B.
1: I'll take the either. Whatever's happening, thank you. Yes, Maybe it's just word of mouth Which yeah. is an important way to uh, spread the word Yep If you like it, tell somebody
4: That's how it works uh, There is an Amazon banner And Media.net Also a PayPal button uh, Rate us Ratings help, reviews help People are trying to get Grade into us. the show Rate us Yeah. Tell us we're good <laughs> Yes, please validate us <laughs> and stay high like Lisa when
1: school's
2: out oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) please grade
4: me
1: (laughs) stay high the Weedsman
0: Podcast ChristopherMedia.net ChristopherMedia.net If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for listening, and thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting
3: ChristopherMedia.net.